least. True Opinion Podcast. Hey, welcome to this episode of the True Opinion Podcast. I'm your host, Adontis. And I want to talk to you today about a new YouTube show that I've started called Politically Brief. And I know you're like, wait a minute, this is true opinion. I don't want to hear about something else. But let me tell you why I started Politically Brief. Because, you know, I'm a professional. I work in a professional environment, very educated people. A lot of people I know are... I mean, they just out here just doing a damn thing, just grabbing life by the horns, just living their best fucking lives out here, just getting it, you know? But when subjects of uh, political importance and what's going on with this bill or that bill or this person did this or a lot of times I get blank stares, no response or a response like, who is that or what is that? What does that mean? Or, you know, some uh, repeated talking point from some political pundit who's just kind of saying anything to rile people up. It just seems like there is a lack of true knowledge, factual knowledge about what's going on in our world today politically. And that troubles me. Because I believe that, you know, everybody should vote. And not only should you vote, you should be an informed voter. Just uh, punching the ticket for the person's name who you hear more in radio or TV ads or just, you know, the same politician who's been in that office for as long as you can remember. Like um, in Illinois, that would be like Jesse White. He's been the Secretary of State for as long as I can remember, you know. um, But just voting for the same people over and over again, voting for people just because they have name recognition, that's not really being an informed voter. Even Strictly voting for someone because they are Democrat and not knowing their stance on any issues, not knowing anything about their platform, it's not really being an informed voter. So I started Politically Brief to provide very short but factual information about what is going on in national politics today. Maybe I'll throw in some local politics, but local to me would be Illinois and Chicago, and I really want to focus on uh, national politics for Politically Brief. And again, I want to do this because we, it just seems like people are just so uninformed, and not only are they uninformed, it's just, it's, there seems to be a tide of not really caring either about what's going on in the world. And that is troublesome to me. That is very troublesome to me because, I mean, you just got to care. You have to. I think there are reasons, you know, in thinking about this and talking to people, I think there are a lot of reasons why people don't care or they don't pay attention. I mean, the biggest one you can say, we all know, a lot of us who kind of lean left, you know, more liberal, more Democrat, the uh, president is very tiresome. 
and very troublesome. And the reaction of the president's base, I mean, his base of supporters, the people who are going to vote for him no matter what, the diehard MAGA, Make America Great people, you know, the, the things that they do and the things that they say are so despicable, like this, uh, the march in Charlottesville, just, and his total, uh, almost praise of them, his reluctance to condemn these horrible actions. It is very tiresome for the black community, for the Latino community, for the Muslim community. community. He is just wreaking havoc on the lives of colored people, people of color in this country almost on a daily basis. So for you to follow what's going on politically, you really have to have your head on a swivel. You have to listen to every report, read every paper you need to read, two or three different articles to pick out who's lying, who's telling the truth. You need to consider your source. It is a lot. We live in a 24-hour news cycle. Meaning, you know, a story is big for about 24 hours. And then after that, you either refresh the story, come up with some new details about it, or it's on to the next thing. This society, we move so fast and we have such a short attention span. So we want the facts. We want them hard. We want them fast. And that's it. So that is what Politically Brief is. It is just the facts. I try to keep my opinion out of it because I just want people to have factual information. I want you to know who the key players are in politics. I want you to know when to go out and vote. I want you to know who you're voting for. And I want to kind of summarize the significance of political moves that are being made. And I want to do all of this to make it easier for us as voters, for you as voters, to be informed, to know what's going on. Because like I said, I know it's a lot to follow. And not only is, is it a lot to follow, it's a lot to continuously keep up with. Like I said, there's 24-hour news cycle. And even if stories go past 24 hours, if the big story in the news was the separation of families at the border and detaining children in camps and tents and horrible conditions, moving them in the middle of the night, them not being able to see their parents, them being mistreated, that dominated the news cycle. But now... You don't hear so much about it. You may see an article or two pop up on popular sites, on Twitter, talking about, you know, one case of a family being reunited, talking about, oh, this is where the children are being moved now. But it's not dominating the news cycle. So then you have to dig deep to even find information about what is going on. Uh, DACA dominated the news cycle, DACA not being renewed, the government fighting over it, and then it's just kind of, it disappears. So you have to do research, you have to dig deep to find out what's going on with it. The Muslim travel ban dominated the news cycle, then went away. So, like I said, it's a lot to follow, it's a lot to try to keep up with, and we all are busy. We all have 
responsibilities outside of checking Google alerts for certain names and doing deep dive research into the political machinations of this administration. So it can start to feel like, what is the point? I can't ever keep up. There's always something. It's it's always something. It's never a slow news day in America, unfortunately. There's always something going on. And when I know like when I feel overwhelmed sometimes, like I always say, when I feel overwhelmed, I just take a nap. You know, when I feel like it's too much to keep up with, I don't want to keep up with anything. But that's so dangerous. And these career politicians, politicians that have been in the Senate and the House of Representatives for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, they count on name recognition and they count on us not being involved to keep them where they are making decisions for us that almost don't affect them at all. And when you do start to pay attention, one thing that I found out very quickly is when you do start to pay attention to everything that is going on and you try to keep up with it, it becomes very emotional. It can get very emotional. You start to, that those things start to live with you. Every day you are getting deeper and deeper into what is going on in this country and you are realizing the ramifications of it for yourself and for the people you love for generations to come and it is it's very emotional not only do you have to keep up with national news you try to keep up with local news trying to keep up with the social movement meaning uh, social injustices and civil rights trying to keep up with all of it to keep everything straight to participate in the hashtags to read the stories of sexual assault survivors to read the stories of black people of people of color being gunned down being murdered by police unfair unjust those words just swivel around in my head just swim around in my head all the time because that dominates what we hear and I'm not sure why what the point of it is what the point of the reporting on those stories is not that they shouldn't be reported no but the angle that the media takes in reporting them always makes the victim the villain always makes the villain the hero Um, it stirs up emotions of anger and sadness and hopelessness so I guess I just answered my own question maybe that is the point of the way that the media reports these stories and it can be like I said extremely emotional it can wear on you I swear sometimes I feel like I have uh, PTSD Really, you know, I feel hypervigilant sometimes of, you know, where police are and what they're doing. I'm paranoid, afraid about my kids going out, about them making it home. And really and truly, you know, it's not because of living in a violent area. I'm never been afraid of my own people. I'm afraid of the forces outside 
of our community that both over and under police us. Um, I'm just afraid that I'm, I'm just afraid. I'm afraid. I am. I am afraid, but I've chosen to try to turn that fear into some sort of action and politically brief is the result of me trying to turn that fear into action trying to educate and inform people voting is a part of me trying to turn that fear into action being an informed knowledgeable voter is definitely me trying to turn that fear into action talking to anybody who will listen educating my son educating my daughters just reaching out reaching out on social media any way I can that is me trying to turn this fear into action because things that happen in our government will affect us on a day-to-day level on a right all up in the middle of your life type of level and I think another reason why people don't pay attention is because they don't understand or they don't see how it's going to affect them in their day-to-day lives until it's affecting them and then it's like what the fuck is this shit this is some bullshit how could this happen who let this happen well you let it happen if there's any lesson to be learned from the election of Donald Trump to the presidency, it's not that there is some shadow government and, you know, they put in who they want in anyway. Listen, now I am all down with conspiracy theories and, you know, I believe in some stuff. We Maybe that'll be a separate episode. We won't get into it here. But that is not a good enough reason to disengage it's just not because it doesn't matter what quote-unquote they want or they do you still have a responsibility to yourself to fight or to try to make it do try to make it do try to make things better try to even bend the will of this unknown entity to the will of the people so i guess you know like people think uh what's big you know um healthcare. Healthcare absolutely affects everyone's day-to-day life you can't think like oh i got my medicaid i'm fine because guess what there are people who want to cut your medicaid there are people who want to put restrictions on your Medicaid. You can't think, oh, I have my Medicare Part A. I, I worked. I got my Medicare. I'm good. There are people who don't want you to have your Medicare. They want to privatize your Medicare. They don't want it government funded anymore. They don't want it around for the next generations of people who are going to be aging and retiring. You know, you can't think, oh, I got a job. I got health care through my job. I'm good. This health care debate doesn't affect me. It does. Prices. It affects prices. And what about uh, if companies start lobbying to not have to provide health insurance to their uh, employees anymore, their full-time employees? What if they start lobbying for that? 
we just got a new Supreme Court justice who is very conservative, who kind of more sides with businesses on things. What if he decides like, hey, you know what? This case makes it to the Supreme Court. He's a swing vote. And he says, you know what? Companies, they don't have to provide health insurance. You have to go, you have to go out and get your own. You know how much more expensive it's going to be to buy health insurance for your family if you're not under a group plan where everybody's paying into it? It's going to be expensive as hell. And if you work in healthcare, of course the healthcare debate affects you. Because it's going to affect the ability of the people that you see to pay for services, the ability of them to even seek services. And if people can't go to the doctor because they can't pay for it and they don't have money, what is that going to do your job? And if you lose your job, what is that going to do um, for your mortgage? You're going to be able to pay your mortgage? You're going to be able to pay your rent? Your car note? You're going to be able to send your kid to that fancy school? Everything is intertwined, and as much as we would like to believe that we can just be out here living and not have these things affect us, that is just absolutely not true. In some way, shape, form, or fashion, every law, every decision that is made is going to start to trickle down and affect your everyday life. So it is your responsibility, in my opinion, as a citizen... To know what's going on, to voice your opinion about it, and to exercise your right, your right that people died for, died. Like, let that sink in, that people actually lost their lives for the right for people to vote. And if you don't go vote, that's just you being disrespectful to somebody who thought it was so important that your black ass have the right to vote, that they lay down their life for it. And I'm going a step further. It's more disrespectful to go out there and vote and not know what the fuck or who the fuck you're voting for. And you know what? I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all because I always do. I am guilty of it. Like, I think we all are, though. When you go and you vote and those fucking judges come up and you just, I don't know who these people are. I'm just going to click, 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 pop, 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 pop. I usually go by um, whose name I like or who sounds more ethnic. Let's put those judges on, you know, and that is no fucking way to vote. I don't know what courtrooms they're in. I don't know if they're on the appeals court. I I don't know. And I don't know what type of people they are, what type of decisions they make. And, you know, I'm going to make it my business in these upcoming election cycles to be informed about who is on the ballot. Because that's just only, it's, I don't want to say it's fair. I mean, it is fair. It's fair And it's right and it's respectful of those who sacrificed for me to be able to go in and willy-nilly pick judges. I shouldn't do it willy-nilly. I should be informed. And I just want to come back to this um, idea of this grand conspiracy about there being... um, I don't want to call it a shadow government, but I guess a shadow government. You know, entities and people 
powerful people like the Koch brothers with all this money who pour billions of dollars into campaigns of candidates that they want to win, candidates that will uh, push their agenda and you know, have the policies and laws that they want set in place. Yes, that happens. We know that it happens. But that is not a reason not to care about what is going on. You can't give up and say, well, they got all this money. They're going to do it anyway. They're going to push in who they want to push in. So, you know, why? And... You know, it's great to be out there doing your thing, to be making money, to be, you know, going to school, laying down a plan and a foundation for yourself and for your family to uh, increase education, to increase wealth, to try to elevate yourself and your family name for generations to come. That is wonderful, and I am all for that. Everybody should be trying to do it, but... Especially being a person of color, you cannot build a wall around yourself and your children and think that nothing from the outside will penetrate it or can penetrate it. Let's hope and pray that it doesn't. But you have to prepare. You have to prepare your children. You have to prepare yourself. And while you are laboring to create this world for them, their own little world, for them that's better. It's like the rest of the world is going to hell. And they're going to have to step out of that shell, that bubble that you've put them in, and participate with the rest of the world. No man is an island unto himself. So instead of just trying to create this, harmonious little biosphere for your family why not do a few things to try to create a little harmony for other people as well I mean that's just kind of my philosophy on getting involved and why you should be involved because I cannot protect my children from everything I can try I can give them Many of life's, um, I don't want to call them pleasures, luxuries, you know, I can give them education, I can help them attain status and all this stuff, but at the end of the day, they still have a skin color that some people find offensive, that some people find uh, abhorrent, that some people will... Prejudge them based on it no, before they even know what credentials they have behind their name, before they even know where they come from. They, are, they may be treated a certain way just because of their skin color. And in 2018, that absolutely still happens. So what I would like to do is try to do whatever I can to make sure that that is not the case. That that's not the case. That they go out into the world and they're given a chance based on their merits. Not that opportunity is taken away from them. I understand they have to work twice as hard. I don't want them to have to work twice as hard. 
to get half of what their white counterparts have. That is unfair. So if I can try to do anything to strike a balance in this world, that's what I want to do. That's part of a legacy that I want to leave for my children. And I just want to encourage everybody out there to just think about this. The people that were on the front lines of the civil rights movement, the people that were on the front lines of abolishing slavery, they did not have the advantage of social media. A lot of times they didn't have the advantage of telephones. Some of them couldn't read and write. They didn't have the advantage of education. They didn't have the advantage of having access to money to get their message out. They were working with bare bones, just good old word of mouth community organizing around places where people gather like churches, community centers, schools and their neighbors homes and they just talked and they cared about each other and they put together a plan and they followed it they protested they boycotted and it worked it worked because you don't have to sit on the back of the bus today because restaurants and theaters and water fountains and bathrooms are not segregated anymore it worked did it solve every single problem no did it happen quickly no it took time it took pressure it took consistency and it took everybody being on one accord in this age of instant gratification give it to me now show it to me now People are so reluctant to engage in the social movement because they say it's not going to work. What is protesting going to do? What is this going to do? Don't ask what is it going to do if you have never tried it. History is the best teacher. If you don't know what it's going to do, please go back and do some research. Look into your black history in America and see how change came about. If you just participated in a hashtag online, no, that may not change things tomorrow. You can't do you can't protest today and expect tomorrow everything to be different your way. It takes consistency over and over again, showing up every single time, being vocal every single time, voting in every election. Over and over and over and over again. That is how change happens. It may be slow. It may be bloody. It may be hard. It is, But it takes time and it will happen. If you don't stop. You can't stop. Because what is the alternative? Even when black people have their own. You know, I know there are people of the idea that we should, you know, completely disengage. You know, have your own towns, your own banks, your own. That is a wonderful idea. I am all for it. There should be places and areas and cities where, um, you know, our population, our people are self-contained. 
we can we have a community that is functioning and thriving all on our own that is great that has also happened before and in response to that the town was burned to the ground burned to the ground so not that it wouldn't work today but i'm just saying it it's been done we've tried it and we've seen the response to it so i want to encourage you not to get stuck in that mindset of that is the only way for things to be better or for change to happen because again when you try to put yourself in that bubble and disengage from the madness of this world the madness of this world gets mad at you and it may come to try to harm you anyway so you you have to be prepared and I think it is incumbent upon all of us to just try to change society as a whole while we also work on ourselves and our own family legacies. Does that make sense? I think it does. But, I mean, y'all may think different. And if you do, I want to hear about it. So, you can catch me on trueopinionpodcast.com. Stop by the website and leave a comment. Send me an email at trueopinionshow at gmail.com. Or chat with me on Twitter at trueopinionshow. And come look at some pictures of my life and my family and my crochet and all that special shit on Instagram at trueopinionpodcast. Do not forget the general election is coming up in November if you have not registered to vote. Make sure you get on that. Check if you have moved. Make sure you change your voter registration address or you're going to have to drive back to wherever you move from and vote. And then you're going to be voting for people and stuff that's not even in your area anymore. So you want to make sure you change your registration if you moved. If you haven't registered, go and register. Hurry up. I'm not sure when all the deadlines are, but you can find all of this information with a quick google search and make sure you head over to youtube and subscribe to politically brief all right that's it bye y'all